Hi, you're listening to The Home Hour. This is the show where we talk about family, food, parenting, managing a home, and everything that goes on inside your four walls. I'm your host, Megan Francis, Mama Five, and creator of The Happiest Home Blog. I'm glad you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Home Hour. I am here with my friend, Karen Walrand. Hello. Karen was on the show with me um, a couple of months ago, and people loved the episode, and we had such a good time talking that we've decided to have her back as a regular guest. Yay! Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Regularity. <laughs> regularity. <laughs> we all need it. We're regular. Finally, we're regular. <laughs> this is exciting. And we're going to be talking... Um, Loosely on the theme of bringing creativity into your home. But when I say loosely, I mean we're probably going to go off on tangents often because that is what I like to do and I think probably what you like to do, Karen. It is indeed. We don't like to be tied. I like a little structure, but I don't, you know, any too much I rebel. So We must, we must be free. We must be free to do our thing here. <laughs> so, um, But I want Karen to talk about, she's got a special house guest right now. So I thought that'd be a fun way to kick off the show. Um, she's got a special little furry friend who's living with her. So Karen, tell us a story of your little buddy. Well, so we had a little buddy in our family named Rufus. Um, We got him five years ago and he was lovely and sweet and then suddenly fell incredibly horribly ill. And uh, Mm. we had to put him down last December. And I, that was the worst thing I think I've ever done. It was awful. I was racked with guilt um, forever. And I told my husband even though I'm a huge dog lover, that I would not own a dog again until I was like 85 mm-hmm. um, when there would be a chance that the dog would outlive me and I would never have to <laughs> to do that again. And both he and my daughter were sort of like, oh, well, okay, by 85, you mean next week, right? Like, right. like they kept, you know, I'm like, no, no, I'm not kidding. And since I'm the one home with the dog all the time, um, it's, I get to decide no way, no. And they're like, okay, whatever. And so last week I was visiting a friend. I was actually, um, doing a photo shoot with a friend of mine and playing with her dog. And she suddenly gasped and went, oh my gosh, are you in the market for a dog? And I was like, uh, uh. and she goes, well, my neighbor down the street is fostering the most perfect dog on the planet. And I want her, but, um, we can't have two dogs and you would be the perfect home. You need to go meet this dog. Shall we go meet the dog? And I was like, oh, and she goes, we're going. Let's go meet the Nothing dog. Nothing like putting you on the spot, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> we, so we walked like three houses down and the woman opened the door. Her name was Karen as well. Um, it was a sign, clearly. Yep. <laughs> and so um, I walked in and this little fur ball walked up to me and I sat down on the floor and she licked my nose and then climbed up in my lap. And I was like, oh, I have to have this dog. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really do. So apparently she has a, she has a, she's her, she has a little broken, not a broken, injured, injured hip, apparently. Oh, okay. Not that I can see it because she's bounding all over my yard and she like, she, she gambles like, like sheep or goats. Like she bounces <laughs> around. I mean, like she is, if she isn't injured, I'm, I'm afraid to see what this dog will be like with a perfect hip. But anyway, so she has this injured hip. So she's not available for adoption yet for like four or five weeks. So I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, in four or five weeks we want to adopt. But the uh, foster family was traveling and they're like, oh, well, the SPCA said, well, that's great. Except that while you're traveling, 
you're going to be bringing her back to the shelter and another foster family will get her and they get first dibs. And she was like, oh, no, 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 we got to we got to figure something out because this family really wants her. So they said, "Okay, or you could have this family pet sit while you're gone and then come Mm -hmm. back. And so so we're pet sitting. She's not actually my dog yet, in theory. Okay. because we have her for two weeks and then she's supposed to go back to her foster family for like another two or three weeks to finish out her convalescing and then we would get her in wow. theory. But, you know, we've already renamed her. We've <laughs> so <laughs> It's I'm no actually, longer theory in your I know. I like right. I'm, I'm actually I was telling my husband, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to give her back in two weeks. Like I, like she's pretty perfect she's She's so sweet i will put a picture in the show notes she's adorable she's lovely yes Yes. she's very very great so we call her soka right now because um soka is the the music from my country i'm from trinidad and tobago so we thought that would be a good name for her so she's lovely she's sleeping behind me right now she's lovely (laughs) now i never really thought of myself as a small dog kind of person because i grew up with big dogs the last dog i had in high school was a great dane i mean they just kept getting bigger and bigger (laughs) you can't can't exceed that no no yeah i started off with like a you know normal sized dog when i was really little and then we had at some point had an elk hound and then we had a a husky and then you know ended up with a great dane so it was kind of like where do i go from here um um, but I, we have a medium sized dog now named Moxie and it's funny. I, uh, I, I loved animals growing up. I always thought that I would, I remember having a friend who wanted to open an orphanage and I wanted to open a dog shelter like that, that, you know, I, I knew I wanted kids, but whatever, that was, it wasn't really my passion or anything. I just loved animals. Right. And then I had five children and it's funny how I didn't lose my love for animals. It's just like I couldn't find a place in my life for them with oh, so many oh my God. other people <laughs> pooping everywhere. I mean, it was just like, ah, uh, I couldn't even see it. But Yeah, well, my... I have one child. So, <laughs> so right, so right. And, and by the way, that's all I've got room for. I, there right. will be no other dogs or children. So, right. I mean, so I, you know, kudos to you. I that... think that most of us um, who have a uh, – we all have our different level of nurturing, I think, you know, like where you're tapped out. Yep. And I think – for me, I hit my, my, I just couldn't take on one more breathing needy thing. <laughs> but when my daughter was, you know, toddler and was getting a little more independent and I knew I wasn't going to have any more and my oldest son was just begging for a dog. And so we got Moxie from his shelter and gosh, she is just the best dog. And I was, I was really skeptical about how I was going to feel about having an animal in my house because also I didn't have a, an animal for 10 years. You know, you don't, you get used to not having fur everywhere. Right. And right. And being able to like go on vacation and not worry about shelters and yes. Exactly. All that stuff. So, but she's been in our family now for about three and a half years and gosh, she's just a great dog and we just love her. And it it does add something, I think. For sure. And I'm like you, I actually am a big dog person. I am not a small dog person. I like, Mm -hmm. like I had golden retriever and you know, German Mm -hmm. shepherds. So I love big dogs, but Rufus was tiny and, um, Soka here, she's not big either. She's a little one, but, but you know, I actually, we, we have a a relatively small house, so I'm okay with not a big dog, even though I prefer big dogs generally. Don't, don't listen to that. (laughs) Oh, Soka. Well, she's just (laughs) the exception to the rule because she's just that special. So she's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's, I, I wanted to start with the story about the dogs because um, you wrote a post earlier this week about experiences over things. And I think that in my, in my mindset, people and animals can fit that as well. And, I, and what your post was about, and you can obviously speak more clearly to it, was about choosing to spend money and resources and maybe time and energy caring for the things or the experiences in your life or nurturing those or creating those rather yep. than things. Yep. Um, so tell us a little bit about that post and what inspired it, and then we can just kind of 
Sure. So, so um, I, it was inspired by uh, a, a friend had shared an article in Facebook that uh, basically the the premise of it was that if you want happiness, spend your money on experiences. That money can buy happiness when it comes to experiences, but not so much with things. Um, and the the premise was that uh, that because when you per- like if you purchase a thing, purchase a car or I don't know. Um, a, some fabulous piece of jewelry or something like that, that you get the rush of, of purchasing it. But then once you have it around you all the time, it just becomes your car or your ring or whatever. It's not like something that you necessarily cherish as much. Um, but when you spend money on, um, on an experience that not only are you enjoying the experience, but also because it's fleeting, you cherish the memory of it more because mm. you know there's it's going to end, it's going to be in the past. And so, and then your happiness, not only, not only do you get happiness from experiencing it, but also from remembering it and remembering mm. the, and, and the memories that were created from it. Um, and I loved that. And I, I actually, uh, buy into that. I think I, I'm not a particularly, um, I'm not a person that that I don't I I you know I'm right now as I sit in front of you everything I'm wearing is from Target and I've just I'm not <laughs> Gosh, a <me> <laughs> you know I'm not a, I'm not one of those people that has to have um, the the bag with the showy name mm. or the you know or the logo I, it's just never my wedding rings are all silver um, I, I I'm just not that into uh, really expensive stuff but. Um, I will drop everything to get on a plane. Like mm-hmm. I will go anywhere and I will stay in really nice places. Right. And our house is small. We don't have a big house. I drive a 10 year old Toyota Yaris, like, which is like the <laughs> bottom of the line car, you know, Toyota yeah. you can get. Cause I'm like, I work from home. What do I need? Like, I just need to take my kid to school. I don't need a fancy car. Right. And there's just three of us. So I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a things person, but I am definitely an experienced person. And, um, and I don't know if that's necessarily right or wrong, but it's definitely what works for me. I don't, you know, I don't want to knock people who are very into, um, into brands and stuff like that, but it's just never been something that I've been motivated by. Well, you know, while you were, while you were talking about that, what occurred to me is a, I think you're right about the transientness nature transience of the experience and the memory, but it's also yep. the anticipation. Yes, for sure. And I think that some, I think that depending on what kind of things you find yourself relating to, because I'm not a big things person either, but I do like things like, um, I love things that smell good. And (laughs) so I love toiletries and I like, you know, but for me, like the buying of that is an experience and the using of it is an experience. Mm, So I'm kind of wondering if maybe that there is some kind of, depending on what it is that you really get a kick out of, or for me, like antiquing, it's not really about having the thing. It's about the hunt. Right. The thing that I want. You know, yep. and then finding it's the experience, it's the anticipation. I'm going to go, what am I going to find? And yeah. then, you know, finding it and then seeing it and and using it and then the memories that you create around using it. So I think that you can have both sometimes. But I think sure. that when um, when the point is just having the stuff just to have the stuff, that's yeah. when you lose that satisfaction and it yeah. starts to kind of go, it starts to dwindle. But the anticipation part is huge for me. So like this month, I just posted on Facebook this epic, busy, I called it a busy brag, which I never do. I, I I never do. But I sat down and was thinking about all the things I have coming up this month, like travel and seeing several plays and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just so excited. I wrote this post about it. But for me, a big part of the joy of it is knowing it's coming. Sure. Of course. Yeah. You You know, know? it's, it's it's Christmas, right? Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think also somebody made a point in the, in, in this post that I'd written that, um, that, 
there's there's also something to buying things that enable the experience you oh, know okay yeah um so like uh and she, for her she said she has a scooter and so she's like she bought this scooter she loves her scooter because she loves to ride her scooter right like it's the experience of going on trips and stuff right. on her scooter mm-hmm. for me i definitely i mean you know i would be a complete hypocrite if i didn't say i love my cameras right, right and i have yeah. and i have i'm look I'm, to my left here i have one two three four five six Cam- seven cameras, <laughs> right? Like seven, not all of them work, but most of them do. And I use yeah. them all. And, and I love, I love a beautiful camera, but for me, it's because I love photography and I love shooting and I love, I love the travel and, and capturing the images and stuff. So it sort of enables the experience of photography for me. Right. Um, and then this morning, actually, as I was thinking about this, the one thing that I, that we do the things that we spend money on in our family is we buy a lot of art. Mm. Um, uh, and, and I thought, oh, you know, gosh, I was all pumped to say that I don't, I'm not into things, but we have art. We have art all over our walls. And, but, but, um, that was the, the collecting of art was motivated by visiting a friend who had beautiful art in her house. And I asked her, I'm like, how do you know what to buy? And she says, oh, I just, whenever I travel, that's my souvenir is mm-hmm. I buy a piece mm-hmm. of art local to the place. And I don't really care whether or not it goes with anything or if it's worth anything. Right. It, uh, if I like it and it speaks to me, I call it art and that's fine. And so I started doing that. And so our art is from our travel. So it's sort of like the tangible memory for us. And, you know, some of it's good art and some of it is, you know, a street artist, you know, that I just paid, you know, buck for and right. and framed it when I got home. But, um, but yeah, so that would be something else. I think that things that sort of make the experiences tangible – in a way, I think are also very, um, you know, you can have both that way as well. I, I don't know. It's I like a scrapbook on your walls. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And it really is. Like yeah. I literally people will come in and I'm like, oh, that was from, you know, our honeymoon or that was from um, our anniversary uh, tr- trip or, you know, what well, that yeah. was from Trinidad. That's from visiting home or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, for sure. It, it really is like a scrapbook. I want to talk more about art in a little bit because that's something that I think is a hang up for a lot of people and definitely has been for me. Um, yep. But first I want to get back to the, what, and I feel like we both are coming at this from a different, you know, different way, but you really, the, the main takeaway of your post was sort of curating your life, you know, yep. and, and I want you to talk a little bit more about this idea of curating the yep. life that you want. Um, yeah, what does that uh, mean this, to you? This is, this is actually something really huge for me. Um, I, I, for a long time, I always sort of assumed that um, that that character and the sign of character was basically get, taking what life gave you and just sort of dealing with it. And life would give you good things, and of course you'll deal with that great. And life would give you bad things, and um, and you would be tasked to rise above, right? Tasked <laughs> right. to deal with it as well as possible. And that was your character kind of thing, right? But ultimately, it was out of your hands. Just whatever happened, happened. Hmm. Um, and I think that's, a, that's a, 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 a fine way to go through life, I suppose. But, but I like the idea of having a more active role in your life. Mm-hmm. And I call it curating, much like art, right? I, I call it curating your life and sort of crafting the things that you want to do doing getting crafting the experiences that you want to have with your life and and actively and intentionally going after them um whatever they are and it doesn't have to be anything big it's sort of related to the whole life list movement that went around a few years yeah. ago um i have a life list but just sort of 
really thinking about what are things that I really would love to do in my life and then making them happen. And when you say things like that, a lot of people immediately go, oh, you know, bully for some. Like, yeah, I would go to Tahiti, but I don't know. Yeah. But I'm talking about (laughs) really little things. Like um, one great example that I did this weekend, actually, it was Easter this past weekend. And and I decided, you know what, I really want to make, uh, I want it to be a Trinidadian Easter. And I haven't had, um, I haven't really worked at making a really good Trinidadian Easter. So I, I was sitting there, what did I used to eat when I was, you know, growing up and stuff like that. And I went online and I found a, you know, a bunch of recipes or a bunch of menus of what, you know, we eat in Trinidad and a lot of the food I knew how to make, but one I didn't, and it's macaroni pie. It's sort of Trinidadian mac and cheese. And I had never made it before, at least not any that tasted any good. So I was like, you know what, I'm really going to figure out how to make this a signature dish so that if people come over to my house for the holidays, for Easter, Christmas, or wherever else, they are going to know, oh my gosh, we have to have Karen's macaroni pie. Um, and I did it. It was great. I got a great recipe online and I tweaked it a couple times and it worked great. And and that for me is is curating your life. So it could be learning a recipe. It could be um, learning how to juggle was one that I wanted to do the other day. I know how to juggle now. So, you know, yeah. just, just sort of whatever it is that sort of is like, you know what, I kind of would love to know how to do that. Or I'd kind Kind of love to experience that, and going out and doing it. It doesn't have to be about about money or right. wild like bungee cord jumping or jumping right. out of a plane. Like, come on, you don't need to do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, just curating your life. I I love this. I, I think that while you were speaking, um, and I I'll, I'll make it all about me in a minute. But of course, <laughs> um, I think it's so easy to not do the things we want to do. And I just sound yeah. so crazy when you say it, but it's so easy to want things in your life and just to not ever get around to doing them while filling your life with things you don't care that much about. And yes. I feel like that's become especially true for me, at least um, since I, w- my focus has been more online than it used to, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been online forever, but m- definitely in the last five to seven years, I've been more intensely online only because it's so easy to be just sort of distracted yep. and entertained that you never get around to doing the things that are more meaningful to you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, a, you know, a, there's a, a great friend of mine who also works online. You might know Lori Smithwick, who just yep. started this movement called Step Away from the Screen and Make Something. And Yes, I, love, I just saw that come up in my feed. And I was like, oh, I like it. <laughs> I love that. And it's yeah. just all about, you know, sort of disengaging from from being online and going out and doing something going out and living and being and and doing something really awesome and making something and I I think that's such a great thing I love it well the 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 way I'm going to make it all about me is uh it's it's there's a couple different um ways that this is applied to me and I've always loved theater and I've always loved music um Mm -hmm. and when I was younger I just I feel like when you're in school that kind of thing just naturally is part of your life you know I was in choir I did the plays I went and saw things with my friends it was just like that was what you did and then I became an adult and had kids and and had work and and suddenly I just kind of stopped you know I lived in this town for six years before I saw a local theater production I would go if I was in New York I'd go see something on Broadway or if I was you know if a friend invited me to Chicago to go see a show I'd go but it just never occurred to me to make it part of my life like every day yep or on an average typical weekend even though the tickets to go see a little play here are 15 bucks as opposed to 150 right (laughs) and it was so it's so easy and part of it is really just habit yes and finding other people who want to do the same kinds of things with you that that you want to do um but it's like just 
call up and buy the ticket. I was hanging out in my kitchen yesterday and my son, my son Jacob, who's 17, came in the room and asked me to play um, a song from Les Miserables, which I know he's heard the music and he saw the movie. And so I played it and we were both just geeking out over it. And then he went to bed and I thought, I should just get us tickets to see Les Mis somewhere. So I just mm. got on the Googles and started searching around. And it's not playing anywhere locally. It's not playing on any of the touring Broadway. But I found um, a theater outside of Chicago. I could get tickets for like 40 bucks. It was a Sunday afternoon. It's going to be, you know, like a four-hour drive round trip. But I was like, I'm buying these tickets right now. And I bought them. Just nice. did it. Because I, if I waited and thought, hmm. Maybe I'll really want to be, I don't know, shopping that Sunday. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, right. I wouldn't have done it. It's right. it's like jumping on it. It's it's an investment, but honestly, I could easily blow 100 bucks on something I don't care anything about that I won't remember. Exactly, and, and it's an experience. Like, yes. I've started to get to the point, like, you know what? If I'm spending the money on the experience, I'm not going to regret it. Like, I, I right. will, I'm not going to feel guilty about doing it. Um and, and I learned that actually, it's funny you say that because I learned that uh, on a trip in England recently, <laughs> um, we were in England uh, visiting my husband's family because he's English and I had been thinking the same thing. I was like, I grew up um, going to plays all the time. My parent, my father is really into theater mm-hmm. and so I grew up going to plays and I have been abysmal at taking my own daughter yeah. um, to plays. And so we, were, we got on, I told my husband, I'm like, we should see, you know, we're going to have a couple of days in London before we come back. We should see if there's a play. And so, um, of course the Lion King is playing. And mm. I thought, and I was looking at the prices and I was like, you, we are out of our mind. Like there is no way I'm spending that kind of money. Cause I am not yeah. the money, but like also of the two of us, my husband's the money spender. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, there is no way I'm spending that money on that. That is asinine. Like there's just no way. And we were sitting there with, um, his stepmom, and she loves plays. And she was like, you are going to spend that money. And I'm like, no, we're really not. Like, I'm, I'm, like I was fighting with her. And she goes, Karen, when the next time you come to London, it may not be playing again. And mm-hmm. she goes, it's an experience. It's something you're going to remember with You'll your never kid. Forget. You're never going to forget it. Your kid is going to be an adult and go, remember that time we went to go see The Lion King? And so she talked me into it. And like my, my husband bought it. My husband was sitting there, and he's like, we're buying it. And he bought it. And I'm like, oh, that was crazy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was the most beautiful thing. Like it was yeah. a, such a wonderful memory. And we still, you know, we're like, do you remember when the, you remember when the huge elephant came down the, you yeah. know, like it was, it was really, really great. And I'm like, that was such a great lesson for me. That's like, you know what? It may feel like a whim. It may feel silly, but you know, what am I going to, why not? Like, okay, so right. I go without clothing for the next year. <laughs> You'll <laughs> find something to wear. <laughs> It might not be and, new, but it'll and, clothe you. <laughs> exactly. And I'm and we will re- I mean, she's gonna remember that for the rest of her life. And I'm yeah. gonna remember watching her face, you know, watching it happening in front of her for the rest of her life. So yeah. um so yeah, so I'm starting to really kind of let go of feeling guilty about about particularly experiences. Um yeah. Yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. anything else. So I love that. Um we I went to another thing my husband and I decided because we also stopped going to music concerts when we mm. I don't know. We just used to do that a lot in college and when yep. you're young and then we kind of stopped and then it kind of was like, Oh, are we old, too old now? <laughs> and like, or these, you know, like these new artists and stuff, but we're said, this is going to be the summer. We're just going to go to a whole bunch of concerts. So we've got them lined up and we're so excited. Nice. And everyone we've been to so far has been like the most fun. Now, sometimes we are the oldest person, <laughs> but we also appear to be the person having the most fun. So. <laughs> Right. Yes. You know, I and and your kids are also like old enough now that you can take them to a lot of yeah. Oh yeah, and we've done that too. He took the boys to a some pop punk band that they're really into. Um, two of our boys last week, and 
took him to the House of Blues in Cleveland to see this concert. And it was, he's like, I felt so cool, like taking my kids to this concert. And it was so fun. And it was something the boys talked about all the way there and all the way home. And just a really fun thing. And, yep. you know, it's it's funny. I, I hadn't really noticed this until lately. And I thought maybe it was because, like, I it actually freaked me out a little bit because I thought, is this what it means to becoming, like, the old guy playing checkers at the park? Is that... <laughs> Most of my entertainment now with my family and friends is talking about things we've already done. And oh. it's reminiscing, right? It's ta- it's but I have more fun reminiscing with people yep. than doing almost anything else. It's entertaining. It's right. so funny. And you can t- retell a story and make, you know, embellish it a little bit, and then everyone has the part <laughs> that they remember and you know, it's it's really fun to talk about fun things you've done with right. people. But but um, don't forget that you're really young, so you need to keep making those memories. Well, exactly. I can't I can't right. just rest on my laurels, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. But and it's it, the I, gift that keeps on giving. I guess is what I'm getting at. For sure, absolutely. And that, I think you know what you say. I think is really interesting. Like you know, are we becoming you know too old to go to these things? You know, there comes a time, and I don't know how you old you are. I'm 47, but th- there comes a time. I think kind of in your mid 40s, mm-hmm. where. Um, suddenly you get really uh, focused on what's appropriate behavior, yes. I think, yeah. in a way, which is hogwash. I mean, I'm not know, there yet, I, but I'm approaching it. And I, I, I find myself looking around thinking, can I pass? Can I pass yeah, for right. one of these? <laughs> yeah. Know? And I think I find that really, um, it's, it's actually something that um, on my own site that I'm raging against right yeah. now is sort of this, this idea that, um, that, not uh, of appropriate behavior. And I, I don't want to make it sound because obviously you don't want to be crude or rat, crass or horrible. Like I'm not at talking about age. bad behavior yeah, at all. At any age. And, and yes. I mean, at any age, you don't want that. But like, for example, I have a grandmother right now who is like 98 years old. I have a grandmother who died at 102. I have mm. another grandfather who died at 99. So the way I figure it, like given the gene pool I'm swimming in, I've got my life again to live. Right. right? Like, yeah. like assuming I don't get hit by a bus. Right. Like, you better I not am, start slowing down now because <laughs> right because I'm like it is arguable that I still have my life and maybe even a few years more again to live yeah modern right? science man you plus have modern a science and so what I'm supposed to all of a sudden stop now like right. going to concerts or do it like nah that's right. not gonna be it now what may end up happening is I end up going to concerts and bringing my 11 year old with me like we were right. I was just talking to a friend of mine who I used to go to jazz fest with all the time in New Orleans and we have our, our kids are all around the same age and I'm like you know what I think it's time for us to start going again like I think we need to go and we need to take the kids and yeah it means that we're not going to be doing ragers in the middle of the night but i mean we never went for that in the first place we went for the music and so why wouldn't we introduce that to our kids why wouldn't we introduce these experiences to our kids like that's what we love right so um so yeah we i mean live girl we got (laughs) curate that (laughs) life yeah well and i and i feel like too there's a there's like a little part of maybe, and you're a little older than me, but I, because I, I think because I started having a family so young, I always identify with people a little older than me anyway, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's definitely an attitude in our generation, um, of like, we get to decide. It's not up to somebody else to decide what's appropriate for us. And so I think maybe that's a little different from where our parents were coming from, or it felt like there was an age where you just didn't do that anymore. Um, and so that's a good thing, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I, I mean, think there are certain things you shouldn't do. I mean, like, right. let's face it. There are certain things probably at 20 years old that now that you're a parent, you should not be right. doing. Right, right, like, right, right. Like, for sure. Yeah. But but I, it shouldn't be because of your age, right? right? It should be because of the responsibilities you have in the life. Right, you know, Like, it's, yes. it, there's other reasons 
um, to it, make decisions about whether something is an appropriate thing to do or not do. Right? It definitely should not be because you're worried that the 22 year olds in the room are going to think you're too oh, old. That would be the worst reason. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would for be the sure. worst reason. Yeah. So yeah, this is great. So so curating your life is basically like what we talked about last time. It's living with intention. But it's taking it to that that action step, right? It's yep. it's it's actually making the call. That's buying the ticket. It's buying the piece of art and hanging down your wall. And I want to talk about that because yep. um, I do not consider myself a particularly visual spatially oriented kind of person. So I know what I like. I like you know I'm not a design person. I yep. I see things. I I know that I like them. I don't know why I like them, um, and. I, for so long, my walls were just bare or they would have like that terrible, you know, print you can buy at Target that like everybody else has because I would look at it and think, well, that looks like it's in style, I guess. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And I, there's a hesitance. I think that there's something about art that people feel like if they don't understand it, they shouldn't buy it or they have to know who is, you know, a quote, good unquote artist or whatever. So I'm wondering like how... Is this something that you've always been able to do? Just buy what you like and hang it on your wall? Have you ever had hesitance that you had to get over? Um, any tips? Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I First of all, let, let, let me just start by saying that while I do consider myself a pretty visual person, um, I didn't for the longest time, right? I okay. mean, I was an engineer and a lawyer. Right. And I... Even if I the, even if I liked visual things, I was always told growing up that I am an analytical math person. Mm, okay, and um and so therefore I had no faith in what I liked, right? Okay, yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I might like that, but I'm an idiot when it comes to anything artistic, is what right. I thought. Um, and so I, I like it, but what right do I have to like anything? <laughs> Right. Which I think plays to the same thing you were just talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Like that sort of um, discomfort with uh, with what it is. So so here's what I I decided when I talked to my friend um, who incidentally also came from an engineering background. She was in sales, but she came from an engineering background and who had had this amazing I mean, this beautiful house really um, it was it was my dream house because it was really small and cozy um, with just vibrant with all this really great art in it. Um, And so I, you know, when I looked at it, I was like, God, I really would love to get good at art, I think is what I thought in my head, right? Mm -hmm. I want to get good at, I want to be able to know art um, because that would make me cool, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. And so it was really sort of freeing when she was like, I just buy what I like. I just buy what I like. And I'm like, well, how do you know what is going to make money? She goes, I have no idea if it'll make money or not. I don't Probably nobody does. I mean, really. Correct. You know, there's ways, I guess, that if you're really in the scene, maybe you can kind of tell, but it seems like a lot of it's a crapshoot. Right. And and I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not planning to get a job curating at the Museum of Fine Arts here, right? Right. Like, this is just for my house. Like, I don't need, I don't really need to, to know. Right. right? Um, So the rules she gave me, which I thought were really great, um, was for her, well, her rules for herself is that it had to be an original piece. Okay. It, ha- it couldn't be a print. She says, okay. she said, don't buy prints. Um, I just buy, I only buy original pieces, which at first, again, made me think, well, then I'm going to have to go to galleries, right? And right. I'm going to have to buy gallery art. 
And so, um, and, and we, I, we have, like, we have gone to galleries and bought art for sure. But she was like, you know, so she was taking me on a tour of her house and she was showing me, you know, she goes, oh, I got this one in um, Aruba. She was from Aruba, actually. So she goes, oh, I got this home at, from home in Aruba. And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. She goes, yeah, it was, um, a guy was painting it on the side of the, on the beach. Hmm. And I liked it. And I was like, you're kidding. And she's like, no, I liked it. It was cool. It looks like, you know, Aruba has these really iconic trees that sort of blow inland and they're very funky looking. And it was a picture of that. And she goes, it reminded me of home. It reminded me of the trees. So I bought it. And it was, it was a stunning shot. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I, I, you know, I never really considered that. So, so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it too. I'm like, do you care if I copy you? She goes, no, go, you know, everybody should do that. Like you should, you should do it. And the reason that she always said original art was because she felt like, um, like it gave, it gave the piece a bit of soul, right? Like you knew right. that hands had actually created this, right? It, people had actually um, made it. It wasn't just a, a sort of a lithographed or a printed thing that a machine did eventually. Like this was somebody's hands actually touched this canvas that you're buying, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing that. And so so at first, um, this was back when I was practicing law and, and I had a little bit more um, disposable income, I, I, I would look up a gallery if I was going somewhere and I would look up a gallery like who's got a, stuff and I would go and I'd kind of have a, uh, in my mind how much I'd want to spend and I'd walk into the gallery and I'm like, okay, I want to spend this much and what do you got? And then I would look and then, she, you know, the curator or the gallery owner would start pulling out art and I would look at it and I'd go and she'd make me go, oh, this is a fancy up and coming person who won the prestigious national <laughs> thing and whatever and I'd go, um, yeah, but I don't it's like it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and so like I would start doing it. And then I thought, you know what, I'm I'm not going to do that. And so I started going um, just like when we went to Paris um, for our anniversary. Well, there's there's street artists everywhere in Paris and you could get a piece of street art for like 30 bucks. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. So we have a piece from there. And then I went um, for work you know, as a photographer. So now I'm not a, I'm not um practicing law anymore. I went to work as a photographer um, in Ethiopia. And I was uh, staying in a hotel and I was like, oh, I never bought any art in Ethiopia. And I was working. So it wasn't like I could get to a gallery or anything. Mm -hmm. But the mm -hmm. hotel I was staying in had a gift shop and they had this really pretty piece of parchment. And I was like, that's cool. How much is that? And she was like, five bucks. And I'm like, sold, right? Nice. Yeah. So I came home and I went to like Michael's or Hobby Lobby or something and mm -hmm. bought a frame and I mounted it myself and it's one of my favorite pieces of art and people come in they're like who is that fabulous Ethiopian artist I'm like I have no clue I got it at a gift shop like it was like, <laughs> like so I literally just get what I love and what's really interesting about it, and we have we have crazy art like we have art that that is like one we have made out of snake bones that we bought in Taos, New Mexico, awesome. and and this piece of parchment from Ethiopia, and but it works together. Like that's the weird thing is like when you buy what you love, it's going to work. Like it can't yeah. not work. Because I was like, because well, it's you, it's it's you. Of living room, or you think of you know, yeah. it's just like no, I just buy what I like, and then I know I'm going to find a place for it when I come home. So right. So I I just buy what I like. So I have very actually my office. I'm looking at my office right now. I have some prints. Um, that I have, like, I have a print of that Steve McCurry, the guy who, the photographer who did the Afghan girl. Mm -hmm. Um, he, I, there's another one that he's one of my favorite photographers. So I do have that weirdly as a photographer, I have no, none of my own art, like is no, <laughs> up on the wall. Um, but yeah, and it, it, you know, you come in and you might think it's nuts, like when you come right. in, but it's, but you can't say it's not me, right? Like you're right, going to come right, in right. and go, oh, this is exactly what I think of your family. And I'm like, yeah, because 
this all we bought was what we loved. So yeah. So go forth and buy, 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 and buy original mm. art because that's, um, you know, you're supporting local artists a mm-hmm. lot of times, and um, and it just, it, you know, just the thought that somebody's hands created this thing that you love is just lovely. It, it sort of connects you with the artist, I think. So yeah, I like that. I do have a few prints. I have, um, <clears throat> excuse me. There's an artist named Nikki McClure who lives in. Oregon somewhere and her stuff is really cool so it kind of vintagey looking and then design mom um Gabrielle Blair had a artist named Leslie Graff that she featured on her blog at one point and had all this domestic um line so it's like women holding babies and they all look sort of they all look sort of vaguely vintage (laughs) but I remember looking at those and thinking I just love those so much I cannot not have them right that, now that, and, and that is it that, then, yeah, then you that bought a perfect it. piece but now I want to go back and replace with some of their original stuff because I can see now you know it's like I like having the prints but I also feel that way about a, an original piece it does definitely feel more <clears throat> excuse me um yeah it's just it feels like it's got more life in it somehow sure absolutely and you know what that's actually you say that um Etsy is a great place I've bought some oh, stuff oh great idea Etsy. Etsy yeah. is a great place to buy original art. Like, yeah. um, so definitely do that. I have bought s- several small pieces. I bought the other thing that I've started doing is I've started collecting art for my daughter. Okay. Um, so I hang it like it's stuff that I love, but I'm like, you know, when she moves out in her apartment in my mind, I'm like, this, this will go with your house. So you can start yeah. your own originally collect. And if you don't want it, it's fine. I like it. So I'll, I'll right. keep it. But it's yeah. also, but in, uh, in my mind, it's stuff that can go with her when she goes. So that's <laughs> another, that's another thing though. Yeah. That, think of well and and you mentioned galleries and i think galleries can be so intimidating yes for people who aren't you know art people um you walk in i'm like am i allowed to be in am i supposed to be is this place even open like are you supposed to say things like yeah you're supposed to you know well i can see that the torment of the human condition is you know whatever like i supposed to just stare at this piece you know really (laughs) intently for 10 minutes before i make a sound or whatever so um but but there's other ways so like in my little town where i live you know there's an art co-op which i find to be way more uh relaxed because i've got everything from like little button crafts to you know to paintings and such it's like all over the place and another thing is most of our coffee shops and restaurants have original art for sale on the walls and i and often it's very reasonably priced. Yes, um, for sure. surprisingly so. And like sometimes high school kids have have yes. shows where they sell their art cheaply, and it's good. It's like it's keep your art eyes schools, open. I guess art, is what like, I'm getting at. Like like Museum of Fine Arts has a great um, school of art attached to it. Yeah. And a friend of mine has bought some beautiful stuff that the students create for nothing. They always have like one year they have a they they have a sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is, and I look. I ain't proud. Like I have no artistic ability whatsoever when it comes to paint, but I got no problem painting a canvas blue and green or whatever my favorite colors are and hanging it on the wall. Yeah. And I, we have stuff that, um, I have stuff my daughter has done. Yeah. Um, my husband is quite a great artist. And so I, we've got some of his pieces, um, that he's done, but you know what? Like back in the day when I was just starting out, I would buy a canvas and some acrylic paints with colors and just smear them on there (laughs) until I liked the colors and just put it on the wall. And that was, you know, that was good enough. So I, you know, it's just, um, I feel like art is one of those, it's, it's sort of like when I started, um, I went on a wine tasting once and I was like, am I supposed to say that this is a saucy little vintage, you know, and they're, and they demystify, they were like, look, does it taste good? Then that's fine. And it's the same thing with art. Like, do you like it? It's art. Put it up on the wall. Like, it, and, it, yeah. and just put it, it up there for sure. And it, for it sure. totally relates to everything we've been talking about where it's practice. It's once you 
pull the trigger yep and buy that first piece or you know get that first piece of original art or or go to that art co-op for the first time or whatever it is um and do it and then you get a little ping from it it's like ooh, that felt good you know i put that on my wall and you were talking about um Oh, if you buy things you love, it can't ever not go together. And I think that that's also true when you buy things gradually. Yes. I think sometimes we feel like we have to go in and stage a room, like we're, you know, yeah. like a real estate stager oh. or something. It has to all come oh. together at once and be complete. Oh, you know, gosh, and it's, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, well, me, for me, it's like, I don't, if I felt that way, I would never do anything. Cause there's exactly. no way I, that's you know, <laughs> I would just sit there and be like, I'm oh, not a designer. Exactly. <laughs> um, if you buy things you love over a period of time, you move things around. You find where it goes best. It's like you live in your home, and if your home reflects how you live, yes. then it can't not – it just can't not work. <laughs> it can't not work. And the other thing, like for me, because um, because travel is such a big it, – it, not only is it a big priority – for, for my family, but also because I'm from Trinidad, because my husband is English, it's sort of a necessity. Like if we're going to see our family, it means getting on a plane, yeah. right? Um, and we – so we tend to – buy art when we travel like that it, it is right. our it is our souvenir right when we travel like if it's like if we're gonna do it and like I said there have been years where we bought like you know spent hundreds of dollars on a piece of art but there have been lots of times when we've been like we have no money we're spending under 50 bucks or we're mm-hmm. spending under 25 dollars or we're spending under 10 dollars I mean that, that's definitely right. happened we're going to a gift we're going to the cheesy gift store and seeing if there's any original art that we can buy for nothing and um but because we're not sort of like okay we have a room to stage like you said oh we have a living room so we have to buy an art for that wall that wall that wall <laughs> right 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 then there's no rush then there's no okay well we need to get something so we'll just get whatever works it's always like we want something and this is what this this vacation meant for us or this yeah. is what this time in our life means for us um or what whatever like it, it it's when you buy the stuff that you love and you and you and hold yourself to i'm not buying it unless i love it right. i will not buy it unless i love it there have been times when we've traveled and we just found nothing that moved us like we were like yeah, yeah. none of this is working so I guess we're not getting any art on right. on this one but buy what you love and it absolutely will work it adds soul to your house it makes your house feel like a home it feels like yours and it's not and and who cares if anybody else comes in i've got a piece of art actually i've got three pieces of art that are here by the same artist that are here in my office and they're in my office because everybody else is so creeped out by this art (laughs) (laughs) like they just find it so offensive but i love them i you know and people i have really visceral reactions they're either like those are really cool or you. They those look like dead babies, like kind of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like, and I'm like, that's fine. Office, I'm putting them in my office. They're for me, right? But yeah. But if you buy what you love, for sure, I mean, yeah. it'll it'll work, right? Yeah. Oh, and it, you know, it honestly, if people are ever come into your house and said something like, "Well, I don't know that artist," and you don't want those people in your house anyway. Exactly. <laughs> that would never exactly. happen. And frankly, they don't. Nobody knows that art. Nobody right. knows that art. Like unless it's like Picasso or right. you know somebody huge, which. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't roll like that. Like, nope, I'm never nope, going to nope. have a, exactly an original Picasso anyway. in my house. <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows. Nobody and I knows. loved what you also said about, um, you say something about it was made with snake bones. Because I think sometimes we yes. get this idea that art has to be a painting. Yeah. No, and I, it can I think be it anything. Be I, I, I love it handmade. So yeah. 
Yeah, no, this is the the other. It's very weird, and it's it's a it's actually snake bones, but they're arranged where it looks like a flower. Okay. And so from across the room, you think, oh, it's a big flower, and then you get closer, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, my husband liked that one because I walked in, I'm like, oh, beautiful, and I what what are those bones? What is that? And he, and he was like, oh, well, we have to have it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm like, all right, if you love right. it, get yeah, it. Yeah, if you love it, get it. Yeah. But, but you know, sure. textiles yeah. and little sculptural things and all those things can be art. Our, They're latest, art. our latest piece of art was made by my sister-in-law, my husband's sister at, from paper mache. And she, she's very artistic and it, she shaped it like a, um, like a deer's head. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, you know, like a, a trophy head yes yeah so she shaped it like a deer's head and then she painted flowers all over it and then she used branches for the antlers and i love it. it's vibrant and it's bright colored it looks almost like a um dia de los muertos kind of yeah, um, yeah. kind of thing but it's a deer head and i love it and it was purely a gift you know that she handmade it probably cost her what five bucks to make right with the paper mache and everything yeah so it was nothing but it's so beautiful and i love it and it's in a place of prominence in our family room for sure because it's it's so cool so it can be from anywhere anywhere yeah. anywhere anywhere That's just awesome but but yeah surround yourself no more blank walls surround no more yourself. blank walls no more blank walls just buy yeah. it and get it up there pull the trigger that's that's the, if there's anything we're coming away with here it's just do it like decide what <laughs> how you want your life to look yes and for then sure. take a little step for today, sure. whatever that little step is and, and make that happen. Yes. Amen. <clears throat> so before we go, I was, I thought it would be fun for us to talk about, um, now that we're talking about spending money on experiences and sometimes and the things that bring us experiences, right? The yep. things that remind us of or make our experiences possible. So yep. I would love to talk about a few things that we think is totally worth spending the money on, you know, and, and I mean, I'm going to give you my specific example. Okay. Um, I think, now, I've, I've never flown first class because I yes. don't roll like that. I don't have that kind of budget. Yep. However, I'm at a point in my life where I will, unless I literally have no choice, I will not get a direct or a connecting flight. Ah, <laughs> I wow, will that's only great. fly direct because I found that when I travel, which isn't as much as I would like, but is, you know, I do. Yep. Um, the last thing I want to, well, first of all, I'm a nervous flyer. So yep. the more times I have to take off and land, yep. the more wine I need to make that's it all fun. possible. Yep. Um, but also I just don't want to, I don't want to waste five hours of my travel time sitting around in an airport or sitting on a plane waiting for it to take off again. So I just kind of made this decision and, you know, honestly, it's never that much more expensive. I mean, unless we're talking about flying out of some tiny little airport that doesn't, you know, doesn't get to where I'm going or going someplace really far away. There's almost never been a case where I thought that extra hundred bucks or 200 bucks wasn't worth what I got back out of it. Yep. I agree with you. The time I saved. Yeah. So that's just like an example of something where it's like, oh, you know, you're about to buy that ticket and you're thinking, oh. And the other thing I think is um, good seats for theater shows. And I don't mean they have to be front row. Um, but just like if I can find something that's like a little central and if I, especially mm-hmm. if I can see the layout. Now, mm-hmm. if I just don't have the budget and it's it's between that and not going, mm-hmm. then I'll get the crappy seats and go. Yep. Um, but I have found that that's just made such a big difference for me that the extra 20 bucks for the ticket, it just adds to that experience so much. Yep. in the end, it's worth it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a, this is a great question for sure. And I think also for, <laughs> as you're talking, like there's certain things that I'm thinking of like, oh, that's just because like for me, it'd be like I'm too old to put up. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you <laughs> like, know what? That, that could be it too. I mean, there was a point in my life where I just decided I'm not sleeping on air mattresses anymore. And if that means when I right. visit someone, I have to get a hotel room, even though they're very 
you know, generously offering me their hair mattress. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yeah. So. I, I, I feel that way. Like, like you will never find me camping. I'm not going to camp. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't camp, but that's just an enjoy. They, and I will, um, like I, I don't have to have a fancy hotel, but mm-hmm. I have to have a clean hotel. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I have to have a clean clean hotel um and i will pay what it takes to have a clean hotel like i said doesn't have to be fancy major chain holiday inns is right. great clean hotels right like so yeah. but it has to be I, i'm not staying in some uh-uh a dumb place i, I can't do it i can't do it and you know that may, probably makes me where you stop. wonder about like what's going on in the sheets correct yeah oh no i can't do that i can't do that and you wonder what's is, going on in the bathtub uh, the, the other thing this isn't a spend money thing but the other thing is i don't share a bed with anybody but my husband no, so okay. there you go. I, I will not do it. So like, you know, sometimes like there's a bunch of friends getting together yeah. and they're like, oh, we'll just share the bed. No, we won't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. we won't. I will not. I, do, I don't. I don't share a bed. And my husband's lucky he gets to share the bed with me. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't share beds with anybody. Um, but I'm trying to think, what is something that I that I will spend money on? Um, one thing that I, I an extravagant that I do is I do spend money on. um on bags oh, on okay. bags I, I i but not um but not like like handbaggy like i'm not mm-hmm. that person I'm, i i i don't have like fancy but because i carry cameras with me a lot oh yeah like i i can't have a bag that falls apart and right? there has because to be like spaces for all your stuff there has to be and, spaces yeah. and so i have I and I, I I will say I do I have a lot of bags. My husband is like, oh my god, you've got to get these bags. <laughs> but um, but like right now, I'm really into these these beautiful handmade bags that are made actually here in Texas, but they're they're handmade leather bags. But these are bags, and they're not cheap. But literally, like I could see my daughter stealing them and taking them to college with her. Right? Mm-hmm. Like they're they are they are indestructible. Um, so for like for for tools and also like like my cameras like I don't buy cheap cameras right like so, so the tools of my work yes. I tend to be like no I'm not I'm not chintzing on that like I'm right. gonna buy, I'm gonna buy stuff that that I know is gonna last um, I am like you I don't I I, I only I, I as much as possible fly fly nonstop um, for sure uh, I was you know what what was really interesting is like. Um, like there are certain things. It was easier when we were talking uh, when I was thinking about this before we got on about to think of things that I would, I have no problem, uh, spending cheaply on. Right, like that was right. actually easier for me. Um, like for example, uh, my family room sofa is very cheap, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's lasted for seven years. That we're probably about to get another one. But I'm like. I know kids are coming over. People right. are jumping all over it. We're going to be sitting there eating chips or God knows whatever else, watching television on it. So I am not going to go to some high-end store for my family room sofa because it will break my heart the first time it gets stained and, right. and I can't get the stain out. Like, you know, like, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. Well, and I and you mentioned your, your old car. Um, I'm driving a 12-year-old car at the moment that it's just kind of like in the early stages of having complete organ failure, you know, <laughs> like one thing after another is just going wrong. Right. And so at some point it's going to have to be replaced. And I'm finding myself in this weird place where I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm in my late thirties and for the first time in my life, I just want to have a nice new car and I've never had that. And then I thought, but I would have to spend like 30 grand right. to get, I mean, I could, you know, get something really low end, but I have so many people in my, you could get, you know, like, you could right, get... right, right. But there was a little part of me that thought, Oh, should I want that? You know, should I want that shiny new, you know, new car? And for me, it has to be kind of a bigger car, which means that 
just going to cost more. Yeah. Um, but then I thought, but what would that represent in things I couldn't do? And that's really what it comes down oh, for me, to me. You know, what, yep. what trips couldn't I go on? What yep. shows couldn't I see? What dinners could I not have out with my husband? Yep. Um, if I drove around town in a, you know, a shiny new car, like, do I care? No, yeah. I don't care that much. So I'll probably trade it in for something a few years younger that hasn't yet gone into its decline. A, a middle-aged car, if you will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's serviceable. It's a little dinged up. Um, it right. gets me where I want to go. And that's what counts. That's what, right. to me, that's what matters because I'm not a car person. Now, if I was a person who loved cars, yep. then, hey, that's your thing. You get a rush out of thinking about it. Yes. You get a rush out of washing it. I've never understood that. People who love washing their cars. <laughs> with but a diaper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect it, though. That's their yeah. thing. And I can, thing. I can understand it. Um, it's just not me. So why would I spend money on it? It just wouldn't make any sense. I'll, I will tell you one thing that we spend money on that I think in the long run actually is saving money. But, um, but we do, particularly as family, is when we go on vacation, we tend to um, rent – apartments or houses more than get a hotel yeah and the reason is because is because one you can get some really nice ones for about the same price as a nice hotel per day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um and i love to i one i love living like a local if i'm going somewhere Right. New. Like I love the idea of um, getting up and going, okay, where's the grocery store? If I lived here, where's the grocery store? Where would I buy this stuff like that? Um, but also too, I am not, I don't care. I don't necessarily need the, you know, high count sheets and the, the turndown service twice a day. Like I don't need that. Right. So I have no problem making the beds every day and on my holiday and cooking breakfast, you know, and I think I kind of like cooking on vacation. I get tired yeah, of eating. Right. Right. food all the time. Well, yeah. and it's and then and that to me gets expensive, which is why I think in the long run I think we actually save money because yeah. like we might eat out once like at lunch, right? Which tends to be cheaper than dinners. But then like we'll have a big meal at lunch, but then breakfast and, you know, and we'll be home in the afternoon. Plus we don't have to get up before housekeeping comes or right. you know, and oh, when you have so kids, annoying. I find yeah. that really um convenient. Like, you know, right. they're going to eat breakfast, you know what they like for breakfast, you know, you know, nobody has to get up at seven o'clock cause we got to get out, you know, you know, like, it, yeah. so for me, that's one thing, I don't know if it's an extravagant or not, but I always more often than not will stay in a, in an apartment or a house wherever we you go. Know, you know what I think it is, Karen? I don't think that it's extravagant necessarily. Cause I think you're right that the cost balances out in the end. I think it's an, it's a very intentional way of traveling Yeah, that sometimes just doesn't occur to people to do. And I'm definitely guilty of that, especially when I go to, a, you know, something that's in a big city. And it doesn't occur to me that you can get rental, you know, you can get a vacation rental. In nice ones. A city, really nice ones. And then you're in this neighborhood that you never would have gone into otherwise. And it's cool. You know, I just, I think sometimes we just, it doesn't occur to us to do yeah. that. Um, but it is, it's available, you know, unless you're going to like a really peak place for like a day or two, because oftentimes they won't rent those for less than a day or two, you know? Right, um, yeah. But but otherwise, the times that I've done that, it's always been totally worth it. So, it's, where do you do you use like HomeAway or? Uh, I use VRBO vacation. VRBO. Okay. I, yeah, I use. I'm a big VRBO fan, and I VRBO. and we've we've used them. I don't know, like four or five says I've used them for South by Southwest here in Austin. I've yeah. um, I've used yeah, them. even for a conference. There's no reason why you can't do it differently than everybody else. I mean, it's correct. Yeah, correct. I think so, I, I I feel like that's. I mean, I think, you know what, it, it all, it all boils down to what are the priorities in your life? Like you said, right? right? Like it's, it's really, um, like for me, the priority is not staying in the fancy hotel. I don't, you know, I love fancy hotels. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I, 
I, I have nothing against a fancy hotel, but if, especially with my family, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I will I love a fancy hotel if I'm staying at a conference at the fancy hotel. Like that's right. great because it, the convenience for me. And you're with there the people, is that I can just which is downstairs. why you're there. Right. Right? I mean, yeah. right. But if I'm on with a vacation on my family, like one of the best places we stayed was a studio apartment in Manhattan, wow. which was fantastic. We were there on vacation. It was cheaper than a hotel in Manhattan by mm-hmm. far. Well, it's and we not were hard this... to be cheaper than a hotel. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So we were like, let's do – and plus with us, like we have a small family, right? There's just three of us. So it's like we don't need like tons of bedrooms or stuff like that. So we – it was literally a studio apartment with like two roll away – you know, two roll out beds. But we had a kitchen and we were in like I think – um Oh, I forget what it was called, like Tribeca or something. Like it was in a great part of 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 New York City, and we get to felt feel like locals, right? Like we right. totally were like, oh, let's walk down to the cafe, you know, or yeah. whatever. Um, and it was it was fun for us. So, uh, and that to me is more important, especially with my family. It's more important than staying at the fancy hotel. It's much more important for us to just be on an adventure together. And that yeah. sort of facilitates that for us. That's, but that's, yeah, that's great. I mean, because otherwise you can, if you're staying in like a midtown hotel, you can really feel like you're kind of at a mall sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm in New York city, but why are there all these chain restaurants? Right. right. And <laughs> you have to know, like be up and out because housekeeping is coming yeah, in April yeah, yeah. morning and you know, like, uh, uh-uh, I you yeah. know. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's about really, now, if you value that, if you're like, I, you know, I really, if I'm going to Manhattan, I want the full Manhattan thing with the turndown right. service and stuff like that. That's awesome too. And, and that might be what you're like, if I'm going on a vacation to, you know, a world-class city, then I want right. the world-class experience. Go for it. Like, that's really cool. But it's, I think all of this is really about the whole curating your life. Like what, be very intentional about what is it I want out of whatever, about out of this dining experience, out of this vacation, out of this, um, you know, whatever, this day, flight, this, this vehicle, this, this whatever, this hour, yeah. whatever, yeah, what is it yeah, that yeah. I really want out of it and being intentional on that. And then, um, I actually, I was telling a friend of mine, um, on, for our wedding, I paid my husband and I, we paid for our wedding mm-hmm. and, uh, I was like, I am going to spend the money on the food because we had a tiny wedding. It was only 30 people. And I'm like, I want the food to be fantastic. I want it to be, feel like a, a family, amazing dinner. I do not give a damn about my dress, right? You know, right. so like I spent very little money on my dress and a lot of money on the food or, you know, or, you know, like, like really. And I think that that's like, I always tell brides that I'm like, think about what is it about your wedding? Do you want the fairy tale dress? Then don't worry about the food. Do you want, you know, do you, do you want the, uh, do you really want a videographer or is the photographer enough? Or do you really, you know, and just sort of really being intentional about every decision you make and going, where is it okay for me to blow some money here? And where is it okay for me to go? Yeah. Not so much, but actually, now that I think about that, the food because the experience was the more important thing than right. the dress. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, and you know what? It, what it? What it? What it, the takeaway for me is when you're describing that experience and the wedding. I think you could maybe use as a metaphor for the rest of your life or whatever. Yeah. yeah um, for sure. Is that gives you the chance to have the stuff that you don't really care so much about is just there, whatever. Yeah. And then you've got something really special that's really a reflection of you and who you are and who you, what's important to you and what you want around you instead of feeling like you have to kind of have everything just generic. Yep. Yes. And unless you're wealthy, something in your life is going to not be fancy. <laughs> so, sure. You know, I mean, that's no, most of us do not have the means by which to create a life that is fabulous on every single level. So we have to choose the things that feel special to us or so that everything isn't just mass marketed and kind of. Absolutely. And and curated. I had a friend, I remember uh, this friend who was, had no money and she had the most amazing apartment, right? Like it was 
absolutely stunning. And she, it was just because she curated what she wanted, right? Like mm-hmm. she was like, I'm not going to buy a couch unless it's the, the perfect couch. couch. I'm mm-hmm. not going to buy whatever unless it's the perfect thing for me. Um, and it, she had no money. Like it wasn't, ex- this wasn't expensive stuff, but it worked so well because she curated her life. She curated everything about it. Love it. Yeah. Well, we have, we have talked for an hour. So. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> Rambled even for an hour. It's okay. It was great. It was a very fun conversation. Karen, thank you so much for being on. And uh, Karen will be back sometime in the next few weeks to a month or so. I don't know. We're doing kind of loosey-goosey about this, but we definitely are going to be chatting regularly now since we're regular people. Absolutely. Absolutely. My honor. This was great. <laughs> so much fun. Thanks so much, Karen. I'll talk to you next time. Absolutely. See you then. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Home Hour on the Life Listened Network. If you want to hear more episodes of The Home Hour, go ahead and go to thehomehour.com and you'll find all the episodes there. You can also visit our Lifestyle Podcast Network to find more shows about motherhood, style, work, and more. That's at lifelistened.com. Thanks a lot.